Welcome to The Pen in the Stone. I am your host, Alan, a.k.a. Sacred Haiku. And away we go. It's about damn time. (laughs) It's about damn time to have you on this, man. Yes. Everyone, this is Travis King, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the one and only. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We're recording this in 2019, but Mm -hmm. it'll be coming out in 2020. Back to the future. (laughs) (laughs) Teddy J. Fox. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know nothing about that. (laughs) Yeah, there's so many like different nicknames for Teddy. uh, You know, it's just, it's just funny. Like this, the, this the amount of names that we've came up with, like right. the meta characters, is right. mind boggling. <laughs> oh man, man, it's good to have you on. Yeah, man, I'm glad to be here. Man, appreciate you coming through. Time. Appreciate yeah. you coming through, man. Man, I'm so glad to be here. It feels <laughs> so good, man. You know, um, just this particular year just kind of taught me this to really just value. The amount of time that you have and the amount of time that you spent, Facts. not just on your craft, but just living in general. Yeah. Like this, this year has definitely been a humbling experience. Mm-hmm. It's not, it, it didn't really go exactly the way I wanted it to in, in a lot of ways, but nonetheless, though, I felt like that I've gotten the highest percentage of quality writing that I've had so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this collects these collections of poems that I have now, mm-hmm. it's, it supersedes. The fourth quarter, two thousand fifteen. It's mm. the paradises, mm. the um, weak links. These mm. other poems that people don't know too much about. I mean, of course, everyone <laughs> knows me for the fourth quarter poem. Right. Like usually, for the people who met me in this community, they met me based on um, fourth quarter, paradise, mm. and um, Carolina state of mind. Mm. Those are like the three marquee poems that I was doing when I introduced myself into this Raleigh community of poets. Right. So now I just kind of feel like with these new poems I have. Particularly the ones with um, the pros of men pieces, mm-hmm. the blue veins, and you know that kind of led into agape and mm-hmm. these other poems I have now. So I think um, this year has been one of those years where it's humbling, and I'm a little frustrated of <laughs> 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 for various reasons. But nonetheless, though, I guess you know pressure builds diamonds yeah, yeah. so and i kind of found a good number of diamonds i don't know what i'm gonna do with these collections of poems as of yet mm. but um i intend on doing something with them mm. yeah so okay okay it's all because of a u-turn too yeah i know right <laughs> all because of a u-turn man just one little simple decision it's crazy it's segue and just had an avalanche on your life yeah yeah it's crazy tell, tell about that u-turn though. yeah tell about that right? yeah so basically you know I told you earlier, and I guess it it really just dawned on me that next January, January 3rd of next year, would be the six-year anniversary since my first ever open mic, Mm -hmm. which which took place on the main street in Warrington at this place called The Healthy You. And this place, it utilizes um, making shakes for individuals who have problems with diabetes or weight management. So people will go there just to get their fix on trying to get like a healthier lifestyle. But mm-hmm. every first Friday at the time, they would do open mics. Mm-hmm. And I remember a high school friend of mine, um, she told me like, hey, you know, we just heard you picked up the pen. Like, hey, you should come out one day. And this was like in Messenger. So I never forget, like I'm, I think I was just getting off work, had a couple hours to spend. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving through Warrington, 
which is where I'm from, mm-hmm. for no particular reason on Main Street. I'm <laughs> right. just driving. And I remember going down the road, and I see this red sweater in this window pane. Mm. And I told myself, that has to be the open mic. Mm-hmm. I see him, which who turned out to be my mentor, Thomas Park, mm-hmm. uh, the microphone, and a slew of people in front of him. Mm-hmm. So I drove away from the spot because, you know, like when you're trying to make a turn or something, and you see something like in your in your peripheral or something, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, shoot, you know. So as I'm driving down Main Street in the opposite direction, I tell myself, like, yo, you have to turn around. Yeah. Like, you have to turn around. And honestly, I mean, I just bust a U-turn, like, in the middle of the street. Mm. We talking, like, 7.15 in the evening <laughs> on a Friday. <laughs> You know, in a town like Warren County, oh, town like Warrington, excuse me, that's not like the ideal thing to do. Right, right. So, I mean, I you get just, it, man. You just felt compelled to yes. do so. Me and that silver 98 Honda Accord, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, and I turned around and, um, and like it was just mind boggling to me because that was also the place I met Noah, mm-hmm. my cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, Noah Henderson was also a fellow poet. And then that's when it really hit me. Because if I wouldn't have turned around and made that U-turn, I wouldn't have had my mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, the trajectory of where I am now probably wouldn't have happened because, you know, Noah was a part of both her events, right. uh, Higher Energy Revolving. Right. And then, of course, you know, we have a very, very close relationship because mm-hmm. we found out that we was cousins after the fact. We met each other as poets. Right. So, um, so with that being said, I always tell myself, like, yeah, I know I probably would have got into poetry, but if I wouldn't have made that U-turn at that particular time, who's to say that I would have connected with the people that I wouldn't have connected with? Because, right. you know, I took that time period as, um, it's like my building, my, my self-esteem, building my confidence up from a poet as mm-hmm. a poet. Mm-hmm. So I tell myself like this one month later, the day I decided that, maybe I need to deviate and kind of like change my direction as far as where I perform. Mm-hmm. If that would have came one month later, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have been the situation with you. Right, right. You know, cause that actually happened like in that January, February area. Right. So I just think about like, yo, what if I would have waited till like the first Friday in February, right. everything probably would have changed. It would have been like an alternate universe out there. Somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just mind boggling. Like, man, like that one little nuance and sometimes, you know, as simple as that, that's all what it really takes is this. That one decision right. can change so much. And if you said, man, what if I wore, what if I would have ran out of gas that minute or whatever? Right. If I didn't go. Right. Mm. Right, right, right. Crazy how things just line up. Yes, indeed. Because it's funny, I met you, where I met you at was, met you at was, um, it was an event for my wife's, well, then mm. girlfriend, mm-hmm. but now my wife, mm-hmm. uh, friend's event. He was performing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to listen, mm-hmm. you know, listen to anything like that. Mm-hmm. You go up, do your thing, and usually I'll probably be like, oh, that person's dope. And mm-hmm. It was like that. But something compelled me, just like, yeah, let me go say what's up to a woman. Mm-hmm. I think I had an event coming up soon. I just wanted you to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So segue all from there. <laughs> yep, exactly. Exactly. Up that little, that little thing, too. And I forgot what it was exactly what made me commit to that particular performance. I mean, of course, one of my good friends, he performed there, too, because mm-hmm. they had the, um, what was the group called? Um, the Port, mm-hmm. the Port Righteous Teachers. That was the name of the group. And it was really like a so- a showcase for them. Mm-hmm. And they just added, like, extra bodies into it. And I'm glad I got I did get the invite because that was, like, one of my first times really, like, dealing with um, 
a group or a collective of people mm. outside of Warren County. Okay. So, you know, it was just a whole different um um level of brandmanship where you know, like representation is everything and yeah. then putting me on the flyer, things of that nature. That's like my first kind of experience like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Um that was that was a very interesting night. <laughs> <laughs> that it was. That it was. That was a very interesting night. For many different reasons. <laughs> yes, for many different yeah, for many different reasons. But I, but, I, but I loved it though. You know, of course, you know, yeah. That was, you know, that 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 particular night, once again, right. making that decision, taking that leap and you meeting someone. Yeah. You know, and that's like another beautiful thing about finding something that you're that you're not only prideful about, but you're in love with. Right. Right. Is this, you know, when you make those decisions and it alternates what your life could have been, right. you know, and that's just kind of like mind boggling me. I've been doing a lot of that in 2019 too, <laughs> just thinking about like, man, this, that, and third. And of course, I'm gonna try to get over analytical about it. Right. Right. But um, yeah, it is something. It's airy, I guess, in the <laughs> sense of thinking like, oh man. You know, if I would have turned that French fry to the left instead of the right, yo, who knows what would have happened? <laughs> yo, everything would have been wild, man. You know, got food poisoning. Like yeah, that, man. That you fry. know, the Avengers movie would have been number three of all time instead right. of number one, man. Right, you right. know, cosmic B. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna answer sway. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Woo, my man, yay. Oh, uh, yeah. Because isn't that after that time you met you met uh, DS too? Um, I met DS later on that year. Me mm. and him, um, Berkeley Cafe. Mm. Uh, it was he, for. You mentioned that last time. The podcast. Yeah, yeah. It was for um, SparkCon. Mm. And what happened was, oh man, I cannot remember her name right now. But she's beautiful, this beautiful inside and out lady. Mm-hmm. And I remember she made a post about um, Spark, kind of let Spark, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, mm-hmm. would they uh, try to get the poets together and make a showcase out of it. Yeah. And I remember hit her up and um, Brooke Peters, that's what it is, Miss Brooke Peters. And I remember I sent that joint to her. And then, well, when I say joint, I meant um, I, I had like an audition piece for like a while back at the showcase in Henderson. And that's pretty much been like the audition piece that I always use to introduce myself to people who mm-hmm. wants to be involved in some form of fashion. Mm-hmm. And then, um, like, you know, I got the okay. And then, sure enough, not only was DS there, mm-hmm. Sunshine was there, too. Ooh. And um, I got a chance to see just how talented she is. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially just when it comes to um, English structure. Mm-hmm. Like she understands and knows how to utilize poetry from a perspective of also not being said, but um, in terms of delivery, in terms of um, how it should be written on paper, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, those those type of things. Um, very intelligent. Yeah. And of course, you know, DS being um, the the forward thinker <laughs> he is, he was like, yeah, man. Force be recognized. Yes, yes. He was like, yeah, man. You know, um, I have a. I want you to be a headliner for a show. I want you to be mm. part of a show or something like that. Right, right. Come to find out, he was talking about the pros of men show that mm-hmm. happened that uh, the following year after that medal. So we talking about 2018. Because right. to me, I look at that particular pros of men, May 12th of 2018, mm-hmm. as Goku arriving on that. That's the way I look at <laughs> yeah. it. I know I told him that too. Like Goku but, hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know I should have wore that, right? But um, I look at that particular form of I look at that as my arrival to the to the Raleigh Durham area of poetry. Right. 
you know, even though I went to NCCU, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I am now is not what I was back then. Right. So, yeah, it's once again like these, these pipelines, man. Yeah. These pipelines. The connection between, you know. Yeah. Right, right, right. You take, you go down. Right, right. Yeah. Is 2019 has been a crazy year, though. Yes, it is. Yes, it has. Exactly what he said. Yeah. And from meeting you at that event in, was it 17? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 17. Yeah. First quarter 2017. Then yep. to be at your spot, her mm-hmm. too, in mm-hmm. 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2018 to now Limitless in January. Yes. yes. <laughs> Very excited for that. Yeah, man. Yeah. Especially the growth between us personally. Yeah. Of um, our poetry growing as yeah. the level it was. Yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal. I mean, Outside of my pieces, and just being able to share with you has been a great experience for me. It's been and fun. Then, yeah, <laughs> and then seeing your growth too, because this particular year also, mm-hmm. I mean, if I wasn't having a performance, you had one. Right. You know, we was pretty much um, visible. Yeah. For the majority of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Game, yeah game for, that sure. In, game for sure. In, for sure. For sure. Testing out whatever you want. Right. Put out there. Right. Yep. And it was also challenging too, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Because it forced you to present new material mm-hmm. to the individual, yeah. to individuals and great minds and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah. And you got to perform next to Watson, too. Oh, man. Yes, man. <laughs> like, like, it's not even enough words I can say right now on this podcast. Yeah. To really, I mean, you know personally how I really feel about him. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's nothing I can really say that could, you know, make it more, like, stamp of approval now. Like, I just think that guy is, like, so beyond anything I've heard. Yeah. His his last show, his Mm -hmm. um, his release, Mm -hmm. his album and his book. Mm Mm-hmm. He turned into an animal. Yeah. I don't know what he took. Mm-hmm. For, I don't know if he just took some adrenaline yeah. or took that confidence. I don't know what it is, but he became, you saw him like evolve mm-hmm. into something mm-hmm. and it was phenomenal to see. Yeah. You know, you, we already know he's talented. Right. To right. see that with the front, yeah. front of your eyes. Like, right. Oh. Yeah. His artistry alone is just mind boggling to me. Yeah. Just like his approach and this is overall story. And this is a good dude. This is a very good dude. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, a quick little thing with Watson, cause my mom, you know, you know, as you know, my mom supports this decision of me being a poet mm-hmm. for the rest of my life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, initially, you know, it was like a lot of high, uh, verbiage that, you know, she probably didn't quite understand or get why it was being utilized that way. Right. But Watson was one of those first poets that she saw as soon as she said something about like his Quaker grandfather. So like in the, in the prose of being, um, Cipher, mm-hmm. like I'm like the first the first listening, bro. She she nodded her head like, wow, <laughs> yeah, yo. So Watson's like one of those very very few poets, and she knows a lot of poets now right. because of me. Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, man. Uh, that's just always like a surreal thing. Um, you know, just a sidebar for that. You know, like I think you know my family like always knew I was good with words, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what what it was was as ironically that first pros of men mm-hmm. and um that I was a part of. Yeah. And they kinda saw the crowd's reaction to my pieces. Right. And they was like, Oh yeah, he really 
can yeah. go somewhere with this. Like yeah. we didn't know that it was like this, yeah. you know? So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, but that's going back to like Watson. So yeah, Watson, man, my mom, like she, whatever, can't even remember like the, like the, the title of what he was doing for the pros and man cypher. Mm-hmm. Like, um, but yeah, but she loved his segment though. Yeah. Like she loved it. Like she loved, like she actually loved that whole video. Right. And it's like very, very rare. That you know, usually I get questions of like, oh, why they say this and why they say that. But like, yeah. man, she saw that, she was like, wow, like I really want to buy a ticket to come to this. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. She didn't say your culture. Huh? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Definitely didn't say I was culture. None of us was culture. No, yo. Nah, yo. <sighs> nah, man. Yeah. Everybody know my mom, man. They know my mom. She's a good spirit, man. Good spirit, and she keeps it one hundred. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you win the wrong, you win the wrong, but. If you have done wrong and you're trying to do good and people trying to come at you, yeah. I'm gonna support you. Yeah. So that's that's pretty much what she stands for. This about any, uh, anything. How was that first um, conversation of this is what I want to do? Mm. That's a. You know what? You want to know what she said? Mm. Why Why didn't you make that decision sooner? Yes, that's ourselves that question all the time. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what she said. Because she was like, I honestly thought that you would have gotten this that sooner. Because I guess, you know, from the perspective of a parent or just a mother in general, right. they see their child, you know, picking up a pencil, writing something, and then right. acting it out with action figures or whatever the case may be. Right. They always go into a notebook when they have, like, something emotional to say. Right. Or they always looking at a book or reading a book. So with that being said, like, you know, my childhood was primarily this, that. I mean, I wasn't a big reader. Mm-hmm. But when it came to, like, I used to write, like, um like stories for my action figures and you know i mean i, I, I made um <laughs> i'm laughing because like I, I remade the godfather with dragon ball z action figures but it was because i was like so anti-gun at the time you right, know what i'm saying right. so i was like man shoot i don't have to use a gun man we who, get this through the command mail <laughs> who was michael coleone um michael coleone was teenage gohan Oh, I had a teenage okay, okay. Gohan action figure um, already in the Super Saiyan uh, with the Super Saiyan hair. Okay, I can see that. I can so Michael Corleone, and I think I technically made it like um, Goku was like his older brother because you know mm-hmm. Michael Corleone had an older bro- older yeah. brother, and I can't even remember uh, who um, the Dawn was. I don't think it was a Dragon Ball Z action figure though. I think mm-hmm. it was like um, some someone. Some other yeah, I think it was whatever. like a. A G.I. Joe action figure that was a dumb because he had gray hair and yeah. he kind of had like an older spirit about him when I looked at him. Just yeah. Nick Fury. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But like little simple things like that. So um as a matter of fact, if, if probably is it if it wasn't for her, I mm. probably wouldn't even be a poet right now. Mm. Because uh, I ran for this thing called Mr. Sophomore back when I went to NCCU for the first time. Mm-hmm. And what happened was someone in the crowd was from Warren County mm-hmm. and they heard the speech mm-hmm. and told my mom, like, we didn't know Travis started speaking. Mm-hmm. So then my mom told me, um, can you write a a poem for the family or how you feel about the family or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, this was like 2007. Okay. So like that was like my first kind of like poem and performing it. So like that in itself it was an on and off thing for a while, but 2014 was like the reinitiation into it, into okay. my life. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Lost my train of thought just now. Sorry. Right. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. No, but I mean, your, your, your mom, she's, she's a great person. I mean, when, yeah. I, when I met her at the, her event, mm-hmm. she just, she invited everybody. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is a family reunion. Come on in. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, that's pretty much how she do. Yeah. 
That, that's how she do. Uh, I was, I'm fortunate to have good people in my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very, very fortunate, you know, because I, I often think about that too, you know, because sometimes I do feel like that a lot of people act the way they act because of the lack of family that they do have. Mm-hmm. You know, not saying every single person does that, but a lot of times, you know, all these emotions that we have is like stimulated from some form of um, anger, maybe some form of anxiety. Or maybe something happened. I mean, not to say that, you know, I had like the perfect family. I don't think no one does. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm very thankful to have good family members yeah. in my family. And, of course, you know, it's a, there are a few, I guess, like everyone does um, have that, you know, I don't really vibe too well with. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, and I do, you know, feel certain ways about them. Yeah. But um yeah, but I think I think more importantly too, I think I have like a very very realistic family, like right. uh, um, grandparents that know how to read but work their asses off. Right. Um, out of those seven children, only one has a high school degree, mm-hmm. and then her children are the first ones to get their college degrees. Right. So I think you know, I think like it, it paints a real picture. This like what American life is for a lot of families, mm-hmm. you know, what a lot of these TV shows are trying to do now, mm-hmm. or at least like the way they did it back in the seventies and eighties. Cause some hit some sitcoms hit it right on the mark, right. you know? Um, and I kind of feel like that with TV in particular, it kind of went away for a while. Well, like this is not a depiction of what real American family life is, right? Right. you know, real American family life is like, you know, you might have a cookout and somebody graduate four right. months later, you got to like bury grandma, right. you know, right. like yeah. that's, that's, that's real, you yeah. know, like it's ups and downs and nothing is never, is never guaranteed. And I just kind of feel like that the world has trouble showing that reality, mm-hmm. like getting up six forty, having to be on the road by seven ten, and you got four or five kids who all got to get dressed. Like right. what, you know, that's, that's right. real. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's reality for a lot of families out here. So, um, and even like what I'm kind of going through now currently, this like with my family situation, nothing bad, but yeah. it's just an actual depiction of American to me, uh, that to me, that's American life. Right. So that's your version of, that's what you're dealing with and going through. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. has it, has it, I will, I already know the answer. <laughs> okay. I did, has it transited into your poetry? Yes. And for a while I was a very, I was very afraid to write about my real life because mm-hmm. I was always trying to impress someone with my poetry. Right. You know, cause once again, you know, what, I mean, what do you mean by impress somebody? Like, as in like you're writing for them, um, you're writing for them or you're not writing for yourself. Mm, I think there was a part of me that kind of felt like I needed that respect and recognition. Mm-hmm. And, um, and once again, kind of going back to, one of the main people who made me pick up a pen was Kanye West, mm, okay. you know, um, you know, regardless like what he is doing with his life now, you know, that's not even yeah. like for me to say, but like hearing those early albums and kind of, cause he kind of have like a very, very, um, um, assertive thing about him. Like right. he kind of has to prove this, how talented he is. Yeah. 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 So I'm guessing, you know, I kind of inadvertently just caught wind of some of that. Mm. So I guess like initially I kind of had that same spirit. And then, uh, and, and I think also too, when I started to take poetry serious, I kind of felt like I had to prove myself to the world because of various reasons, whether it was the law or my own personal mistakes. Mm-hmm. But then it got to the point where I had to tell myself that I am enough, mm. you know? Um, and it took me a while to kind of, and I'm still working on that, you yeah. know, this would be a hundred percent transparent, Yeah, like knowing your self-worth and it's knowing like your actual value. Mm-hmm. So then it got to the point where I just started writing about my real life. And one of those poems 
that was a very, very true and honest story that was about my real life was fourth quarter 2015. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that might be the reason why it connects so well with it. Mm -hmm. Because that's like, to me, that's when I figured it out. Mm -hmm. That's when whatever it is, whether it's how to write or how to put your emotion in your writing, Mm -hmm. fourth quarter of 2015 made me feel like, okay, this can actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I mean, whenever I write or something like that, mm-hmm. I I really didn't start feeling confident with my piece until recently. Um, mm, okay. Like when I really, like I said, I never really said I was a poet until after prose. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't see myself as much. So I was like, I'm going to write some words on the paper. Mm-hmm. They sound decent, whatever. Mm. But I guess I didn't take myself seriously with poetry as in, I just want to do this mm-hmm. until around that time. I was like, oh. Mm. I actually can perform and yeah. put it out there. Yeah, man. You know, so yeah, it's still working. <laughs> you know, we we are both, both working, so trying to get better. Right, right. But that peeling back the layers to reveal yourself. Mm. And I think it was Jake who said it. I think it was him who said it. But mm-hmm. regardless, um, writing for you. Mm-hmm. And you even said it the other day. Yep. You know, you're writing. For, you can write for you. Forget yeah. <laughs> I think Jake said something like that too. Um, after Watson, after the event, I was part of a Watson where I wore the mask. Mm-hmm. I think he told me something like that right after I performed. Because mm. uh, I think he did tell me that he said it sounds like you're writing for you now. Mm. You know, even though because because Jake has heard me at this point maybe two or three times. Right. And um, but yeah. For, for someone to pick it up on that, who mm-hmm. only heard you that many times, yeah. it says a lot. Right. Right. And I think he also, too, he had the luxury um, to have listened to me in different parts of my life mm-hmm. because, you know, I graduated last year, December 8th, 2018. Mm-hmm. He heard me the night before. Mm-hmm. And then he probably, I think he heard me the next time again was at the at the Magic Show with Antino. Mm-hmm. And then he heard me with Watson. Mm-hmm. So it's like he had, he was able to develop an opinion about my craft and writing, right. which he had shared with me. Right. And I've shared about his writing and his style too. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's been able to kind of see like the the chances I'm trying to take with it. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like with him particularly, I'm I'm I listen to him a lot because I know he has caught me at transitional phases in my life. Mm, so gives you the honest truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all positive too. Like yeah. it's all like you know he I don't I don't foresee Jake ever being like man. Unless it's like in order to help you, yeah. But I don't see him like, man, that's trash. No, <laughs> like you know, I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, man. I, I didn't like that piece that much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you did touch on something though, like um, like this the whole art of this feeling comfortable with what you want to share to whatever audience it is in front of you at that time. Yeah, like that's just like a very very big thing because I do look at this as mental sport. Mm, I really do yeah Um, and you gotta have a certain passion about it to keep going because poetry can I mean poetry can be a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. it's one of the very few things I know that can be beautiful and ugly at the same time Mm -hmm. you know um, poetry in itself yeah you know so um, it's definitely one of those things and it it challenges you because the thing about it was when I was going out there trying to impress people Mm -hmm. about my, my talent I noticed even though I was good, or they felt I was good, yeah. it wasn't getting the same response as someone that was sharing. That disconnect. Yeah, it was a disconnect going on. I couldn't quite figure out what the issue was. So it could be that um, the disconnect with you and yourself. Yeah, you know, and there's like, mm-hmm. it's good, but right, I'm, right. Not, I'm not feeling it right now. Right. Yeah. Facts. Yep. Also, too, if you 
do it for yourself, then mm-hmm. not only the audience see and feel it, but mm-hmm. you will feel differently to, uh, towards the end as well. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you, people don't like it, right? Like, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I did it for me. Right, 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 <laughs> right. Go ahead. There's the door. <laughs> <laughs> like it when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> do you, Do you find it fun and oh, interesting when you have a quiet audience at all? Um, yes, I actually do because, uh, and I think I've shared this, this, um, this opinion with you mm-hmm. that, you know, quiet has a sound mm-hmm. and I think in itself, that's a poem, that's a poem in itself. Mm-hmm. The quietness does have a sound. And it's, notes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Because I noticed like when I do certain poems or certain pieces, like for example, when I did blue veins mm-hmm. it prose a man and my voice was gone right. and and I was completely transparent with the crowd. I mean, you know the the details behind why I was so right. like shot, yeah, like emotionally. Not let like the crowd know, like, hey, I'm going through something right now. Yeah, but you know, um, but I'm a fan of male vulnerability, right? And I went in there, and like those first couple lines of blue veins, like the crowd just got quiet, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm thinking because of that particular crowd, even though it was a lot of people who I didn't know, it was a lot, it was many people in the crowd that I did know. Right. And I think they're kind of used to me being like the, like the kind of like the, the lover connoisseur. Right. right. You know, when it comes like to the love poems. Like head and, on my shoulders. I got yeah. You, you know? Yeah. And like, and that kind of comes off as like confident in that moment. But you know, I think like me, it took letting them see me like that. Yeah. I think it disconnected differently. Yeah. You know, and, um, did you feel stuck with just being the romantic poet at all? At times early? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. Because I, cause I used to try to get off like the, the emo poem <laughs> or like the confident, right. like this, the anthem like poem and they wouldn't get a response. But, uh, but then, uh, of course I did love poems, say certain lines. Oh my God. Right, yeah. But, um, but particularly though, I, once again, going back to how like your poems can kind of be pillars for mm. a certain time in your life, right. I feel like Blue Veins is that perfect fusing because it's not it's not a, it's a hybrid love poem in a sense. Mm. It's mm. like a, it has a Jekyll and Hyde type of vibe to it. Right. It's a to me, I think it's a very special poem because mm. you know it, it talks about someone like yo, I'm tired of trying, mm-hmm. I'm tired of rejection, mm-hmm. I'm tired of like giving like my all and giving my best and still being shut down. Yeah. Not even harshly, but it's like you don't you feel like you don't even deserve the way the shutdown even came. Right. So so you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go ahead and just be reptilian as possible. Right. Reference to blue veins. Right, like right. like, you know, ice in the veins or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And the response I got from that from women was right. like, um, like Ray Neek, right. um, Dawson, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. They were they were just in awe. They was like, we wanted to cry for you, right? You know, and that was just like a different vibe for me. Well, the fact yeah. you just say that yeah. you left lunch, you left early, he was still late. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you took that, but you can't even, you know, like right. so that's what you know. That's yeah. the beautiful thing about it, like, you know, you you you're, and it's funny, yo, when it comes to like desires and ambitions. You know, once again, talking to the many conversations me and you had, where yeah. no matter what social group this individual is part of right you know they will always bend over backwards to get the desires they want yeah you know and um that's definitely one thing i particularly learned this year 2018 a little bit of 17 is like man bro like people are, will, will sell their kids to get to <laughs> to get an individual Sadly. they want you know Sadly. what i'm saying some not, not every single person but um yeah 
Yeah, people, yeah, people will go to the lowest of low at the highest of high just to get certain things they want. And um, and sometimes that could be perceived as good, mm-hmm. but for the sake of this conversation, we're kind of just talking about um once again self-worth and you needing someone to yeah. complete you and things of that nature. So yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like going back to our original conversation at the beginning about that one instance could have changed. Mm-hmm. If if I would have stayed in a certain situation I was in during that time, mm. I never would have um, met Laisha. I never would have got with her, gone through. I, don't, I wouldn't have this podcast right now. I probably wouldn't be at the level of writing I'm, you know, trying. I, I am right now, or trying to aspire to be at all. Mm-hmm. You know, me yeah. and you and DS and mm-hmm. lots of everybody, you know, wouldn't be here. So, you saying self worth and. Mm-hmm. Find someone who's with that same wavelength, mm-hmm. you know, as whether it be romantically or friend, friendly or right, whatever, right. your family. It's, I mean, I just wrote a piece while well, I'm writing. I'm trying to work on it with somebody. I don't want to bring it up just yet. Mm-hmm. But I sent it to you the, um, mm-hmm. the father-daughter piece. Mm-hmm. And it was just me being honest mm-hmm. and pure about it, you know, and. I probably wouldn't be able to write something like that if I haven't been going through what I've been going through mm-hmm. over the past months or years or couple mm-hmm. or so. I mean, I cry after I read. I read mm-hmm. to um, yeah my shilla day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a beautiful piece. You know, I can't remember every single detail about it, but it's the whole concept, especially in this day and age now, because it seemed like that a lot of the women that uh, that a particular male will find interested in. Mm-hmm have some form of daddy issues mm-hmm. or lack of a positive masculine figure in their life. Yeah. So what greater gift to give than your emotional input into or output into a, a person that is responsible for carrying on a legacy in a right. sense. Right. So, um, yeah, like the, the, like to me, that's what made the poem so special. And, um, and once again, I'm pretty sure a poem out there does exist, but I don't even, you know, I've never heard a concept like that before. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm pretty sure Antino probably touched on it before right. hand, but like with you're him, with him and um, Nolly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And Rocky. I think. Right. Yeah. That was a good piece. Yeah. yeah. But um, I know with your particular piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give away too many no, details no, no, no. about it though. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. I yeah, know yeah. like uh, the, the concept behind it, I should right. say. Yeah. Yeah. It's fairly interesting. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone I talk to, and and we and you have the same conversation too. It's mm. everyone says the healing factor. Po- yeah. Poetry is. Yep. Yep. And it's funny the more and more I hear others say that, the mm-hmm. more and more I hear other people's stories. Yeah. It makes me more aware of myself, mm-hmm. and I'm able to put my pieces together. But okay, what do they? What do they mean? Mm-hmm. And so become more honest with honest with yourself is very important too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then you can really pinpoint why you're feeling this way mm-hmm. and then when it comes on paper because some things i mean you know you probably have things like you wasn't ready to write mm-hmm. in 2017 right yeah but that's been the issue you've always had but now in 2008 or 2019 or mm-hmm. 20 whatever yep you're gonna have you're gonna be able to write then mm-hmm. you never know <laughs> yeah I like i guess in a lot of ways the way i'm starting to look at my poetry now i'm starting to look at it as a mirror mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that can be whether for your face your mm-hmm. eyes your soul right your mental um, state at the mo- at the moment, you know, I'm starting to look at it as a, as a mirror, like a reflection. Yeah. You know, and um, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that I need to I need a notebook myself because I'm like, wait a minute, that, that actually could be a, a poem right, right there. Right. But yeah, I'm definitely um feeling that too, and you know, and and it's crazy because you could tell, you can tell when someone is emotionally connected mm. or like married to their work. Yeah, you can tell, you can feel it. Yeah. You can you you can see the difference between someone who just starting off and they thinking this is the right way to do it. Yeah, yeah, still find themselves right. Yeah. And then you know, then you have those people like a Watson who is just like, bro, like you're just so ahead of your time. I know where I am. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying. It's just like, man, yeah, it's the journey, man, the journey. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm looking also too looking back from where we were poetically to where we are now to where this podcast was the beginning to where it is now mm-hmm. um, and going, trying to get better every time. We're always trying to get better and taking a little, uh, little piece from Antino, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, just trying to get better and better and better just right. every day. He sent something today, this morning. It was an article about uh, trying to build a character the proper way, mm-hmm. well, you know, and everything. Okay. And I, I expected something like that from him because that's mm-hmm. who he is and I love that about him. But it's like he didn't have to do that, right? You know, he just he dropped some knowledge this morning. I was like, oh, and I just read it, you know, at least halfway through because mm-hmm. it's pretty long. I was like, I love the people I'm connected to right now because mm-hmm. like I'm learning bits and pieces from things like right. the confidence aspect from DS, yeah. the emotional dive you have to take within yourself from you, the creativeness that Watson does, the mm-hmm. learning techniques from Antino. The, the straight up growth and honesty of Jake, you know, mm-hmm. all these things and pieces, right, right. you know, come together. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's saying vibes don't lie. Yeah, man, <laughs> vibes don't lie, man. Man, it's just, I'm appreciative of everyone yep. surrounding, you know, mm-hmm. and not just those ones we're mentioning, um, but also other ones we, you know, who are a part of us, you know, of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. so. So, yeah. Dope, dope artist. Yeah. Um, and they don't even know about the Dan meets the throne for January. <laughs> <laughs> the Dan meets the throne. Yeah, man. Yes. We were trying to plan something for like a while. A yeah. Yeah. I want to say about a year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it takes that too. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it we takes We didn't want to rush it. Right. Because it probably would have been some other little animal. It probably wouldn't have been as, I don't, don't want to say as good or mm-hmm. anything like that, but. It just wasn't time for it mm-hmm. at that time because we had a lot going on as individuals. Mm-hmm. And 2020 need to be the time. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. For sure. Because we, sure. got, we got Antino. We got Free Locked. We got um, Jake up there, me and you. And then our special guest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I cannot forget. We'll be mentioning that later. Yep. <laughs> In due time. Yeah. In due time. Yeah, but I was just going to say, like, you know, me and your relationship, mm. it takes it takes the constant talking about the same thing yeah. to get a goal accomplished. Like, it takes that. Yeah. You Spe- know. Speaking out into the world. Yep. Speaking into the existence. Even though we usually talk about the same topics over and over again, but it's just, even though we do, we kind of come back mm-hmm. with that topic with, new ideas mm-hmm. or new uh, perspective, mm-hmm. which is a big help. You're not just yeah. stagnant. Right. Yeah, man, I want to, I want to be in a, in a movie. I want to have a poetry movie. Yeah. And you see that for the whole entire, that's all mm-hmm. you say, but not yep. once have you elevate your, your acting, whatever, mm-hmm. or elevate yourself when it comes to 
your writing or just your stage presence. Mm-hmm. You're just stagnant, you know. So yeah. if I was still the way I was last year, who knows where what I'd be doing right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be doing this. Right, right. So but yeah, man, um why don't, why don't you go ahead and share, you know, a little something. Okay. A little something, something. All right. Jealousy. So I guess my endings are the extension of how my mind operates. Never any thoughts of configuring constellations in a nation where I have to work for any love personified. I want to be equal to any face, but pigmentations are the abstract, the plus and minuses, so no wonder the world mathematically struggles with its own weight. That is the reason why I try to exercise my demons. My bad days are nationally syndicated. No one never received my permission to invade my space, but I gave it away to connect the partnerships that could last a lifetime. And now opinions are like clouds that genetically can take any shape to fight my temptation for rain. I just want my walks to have the melodies of intercourse between the water serenading concrete. So at least then I can witness true love. And I could momentarily forget how the sun makes me acknowledge how insignificant my shadow could be. As I refuse to accept that I have only one follower. What is a poet to do when peace is not existent in their bedroom? When the amount of descriptions characterized on the Sahara desert of a paper can't resist the primal rampage of depression, I count my blessing. Only when past mistakes are unbreakable. I found salvation in my night terrors, mostly when my love for my friends is unshakable. I just so badly want us to find happiness that we could infinitely be selfish with. And most of all, virtue and justice parallel with the bliss of no disagreements. I've never heard anyone mention heaven and spiritual growth in the same sentence. I just can't comprehend why we often feel like crying. When adversity projects our internal anarchy or anarchy, throwing tantrums when we want a puzzle piece to fit so badly in that grand scheme and having to witness others successfully find us a hierarchy of needs. Is this social media box worth the effects of constantly battling my self-esteem whenever I post my best angles or scribe just to feel alive and dead at the same damn time? I just don't feel happy anymore. I just can't fathom another love poem with no happy ending at the goal line. It hurts to know that I'm becoming a better man at times. Knowing that pain is a pleasure of self-enlightenment for any man that welcomes vulnerability, but it heals to know that I will die one day. As the trauma of existing as this gorgeous artist that I've become will be over, and hopefully the allegory of my art could find love in the essence of a reader. Their blueprints is worth in some way. And I'm often jealous for that reason. As the ultimate tragedy of being a human is no one will fully understand you that can comprehend where you're coming from when you share your stories. That's always been my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, always you, been you, my you favorite. I love that poem. <laughs> I had to, when you sent it to me, I had to like copy and put mm. this aside. <laughs> Read every once in a while. Yeah, you love that poem. <laughs> yeah. I know I kind of like jumped into just like, hey, can you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man. Oh man, oh man. I, I appreciate you sharing that. Mm-hmm. Man. No they, problem, they do, man. man. I know you got something lined up for next year. Yeah, I got a lot of things lined up for next year. You trying to do um you trying to do like new new stuff for next year for any performance or you you think you're gonna 
tap into the stuff you have new mm-hmm. as of recently mm-hmm. and, and throw it out there. Yeah, I think what I'm going to try to do is um, try to push the recent, mm-hmm. like the things I wrote like in the second half of the year, or pretty much everything um, pros and down, pros of men and down. I think the goal would be, at least for the first half or a majority of the year, is to get a lot of those poems out there to the forefront. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, like this to throw some titles out there. I know you, you're aware of these titles, um, Levitate, um, Blue Veins, Agape, mm-hmm. 2089. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. those poems. Um, whatever collaborations that I have that kind of went unnoticed. Yeah. Maybe uh, yeah. I can throw them out there. And that's saying a lot without saying nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, like my goal, at least for a, a, a good a good amount of day of next year, is to try to get those poems out there some mm-hmm. more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I was going through my note uh, my notebook or my phone, looking through them. You know, I <laughs> I was reading them, and I was like, do I really want to share this? Mm-hmm. And that's where that honesty with yourself comes in. But I was reading, I was like. Because think about what you and what you had lined up, what you had going on, mm-hmm. and some of the projects that, that we have, you know, lined up too. And a part of me wanted to, I'm not gonna say shelf a lot mm-hmm. of them, like mahogany floors and abandoned building and things like Kodak things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, not like just kind of shelf them in a sense because may put them in more of like a book format, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But. I was like, maybe you should write how you are now and only produce what from this point on forward. Because mm-hmm. the one I wanted to perform at um, 100th event, I know that without, it's not even, it's written, it's the outline written, mm-hmm. but I, I still know it. I was like, I, st- I really want to do that one out loud. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I'll, I'll say, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know what I'm going to do for a limitless though. Right, right, <laughs> you know? right. But as a collector, I'm still trying to figure that out really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Limitless, you know, and what better name to have for an event than that? Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. my mindset is. Like, you know, yeah. I feel like that Limitless thought process. Right. I think I'll do myself a disservice by not trying to, mm-hmm. excuse me, create from that. Right, you know? right, right. Yeah, man, and very ambitious, you know, um, aspiring, mm-hmm. you know, this the name, something like that. And then, like, the lineup that we do have. Yeah. yeah. You know, um is this it kind of just speaks yeah into that definition even more yeah so yeah i'm definitely it's something i'm definitely looking forward to um i think you know i'm I'm gonna look at it as a reaffirmation and a, and just reconfirming who i am as an artist and where i want to go and where i want to be you know i think it's going to be a lot of that um with that yeah because um, when this podcast comes out um it'll be a week away mm and you, didn't you also say um, that'll be like your anniversary time too? Yeah, January third of twenty twenty would be six years of me uh, being a poet, like mm. actually using that title, poet, yeah. spoken word artist. Mm. Yeah, mm. but day before my sister's birthday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm sorry, but uh, mm-hmm. it's my day. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> crazy. He crazy. Yeah, man. So it's just that's just very very um interesting you know like those 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 first couple months of any of any year for me yeah it is so many birthdays there's so many things going on yeah, i yeah. mean my birthday being in february too mm-hmm. is it's always you know like uh i try to like look at it with a transparent lens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just so i can see okay what do i need to work on what you know what do i need to do yeah you know 
this this kind of like you know affirming myself and just being as inspiring as possible yeah, yeah to myself and other people um probably try to write new material during that time period the okay. most yeah um one particular poem i wrote during that time period um <laughs> you told me i had to put it on the shelf <laughs> we will yeah. not mention that one. yeah we ain't uh, i'm not mentioning names let's i'm just, not mentioning the name let's just say that yeah if, if this man was to go ahead and perform this piece at any point in time <laughs> I will pull the plug on yeah. any microphone, light switch. Yeah. Yeah. I will call security. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That poem went away quick. That's that's like a a secret service right, right. seal on that particular piece. Right. Yeah. Oh man, it's been hard not to perform it too. <laughs> it's been hard. You'd be joking like, "Hey man, I'm about to perform this weekend." I'm like, "Oh man, congratulations." Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm thinking about doing such and such. Yeah. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that, that building's not gonna be there. When you right, get there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and plus, you know, on top of the year too. Uh, also, right. rather, the fact that Limitless is taking full first month of the year. Yeah. You know, you kind of buy into the whole thing of people trying to be a better version or a better rendition of themselves. Yeah, like you know, so you know, I I, mm-hmm. I try not to say New Year's revolution. Yeah, resolution. Yeah, right, right. Because when I hear that, I think of might be. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I'd rather just say, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna be better. Because mm-hmm. right, the goals I've made for myself are goals that have, not that I decide on doing, but goals that I have been working for all year, that I want to officially set scratch it off my list next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where I'm where mm-hmm. I am with my stuff. Right, right, right. I don't be in the same spot forever. Right. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know. What's yeah. your what's, what's your goal with you with um with your work? As in like your your ten year like goal plan, like mm. you know, the whole the whole end game of it all. Mm. Yeah. Um What's your Stony Tar- uh, Tony Stark plan? <laughs> right. You know, to be to be um to be honest with you, you know, I can say I haven't thought that far yet. Mm. I really haven't thought that far mm. about it. I really haven't spent a lot of, a lot of considerable time, you know, 10 year plan or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And then that was a point in time. Of course, you know, I try to commit to those things, Yeah. but uh, yeah, but this particular, with this particular year in particular, you know, especially now since we kind of going into a new decade, right. You know, I really haven't set aside, you know, what you know what i would like for it to be right um you just have like that short term right now yeah right? yeah play a short yeah. game and extend right game. right right so um yeah so yeah i haven't you know haven't really digested too much into it yet okay. i mean you know i guess you know this just for the sake of this conversation um a well-established not this poet spoken word all this but this an established artist right um family in particular yeah like my own family wife yeah those things like that so um yeah those are definitely things i always just try to keep in the back of my mind not like i'm thinking about them less but it's more of like yeah you know somewhere down the line you want that yeah yeah you know you know um, it's it's part of just the whole back of your mind process yeah 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 yeah. and 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 two another another goal i do think about a lot is passing the torch, mm, you know. Yeah, you do say that a lot. Yeah, That's like a, like a lot the, of your goals are from right. There, yeah. Like the individuals that are gonna follow us in these same similar footsteps, right? Same or similar footsteps, right? You know, you know they're gonna need some form of guidance, some form of uh, 
this good, meaningful conversation, not dismissive conversations, but it's conversations in, okay, when I was at this particular point in my life, no matter your age, but like this time period, when things kind of got confusing for you, this is what I did. This is what I decided to do. Yeah. So um, things like that. So, because uh, I think it's very, very important, like for the collection or the collective of people now that's involved in this poetry thing. Yeah. Um, is to establish pipelines. Yeah. To figure out who are those next people coming up behind you. Yeah. You know, um, just to keep the dream alive. Yeah. Um, or make it a reality. I just think this is very important because if we don't do that, we can't be the same old geezers 20 years, <laughs> right. 25 years in the line. These young poets don't know nothing about nothing. I did that I'm, already. Yeah, I'm like, bro, we ain't even never give them like the <laughs> protocol or like the guidelines right. or anything. So yeah, um, I think, I, I really do think that's important. Like you're right, I do talk about that a lot, but I think that is so important. It's it's facts. It's so necessary. Even so, yeah. even though I was messing with Jake, you know, he's talking about like these the next generation of poets, because mm-hmm. um, he is. Mm-hmm. But you also, whenever me and you have a conversation, you always mention, you know, trying to find out the youth and what they got going on right. poetically. Mm-hmm. Um, is it is it Maddie from um she she's always at um City Soul. She's a teacher. And she's, she's, yeah, she, Man, uh, Mandy. Mandy. Yeah, Mandy, Mandy. yeah. She, she, I remember she did a. Um, she asked everybody, you know, is there any poets out there who want to come to my school? Mm-hmm. Like stuff like that. I think about. Yep. And it just goes back to again what you say all the time about you know trying to you know show the youth like you know you can do this. It's right, not just right. gonna be a dead end thing. Right. Yeah, because it builds. You know, it it can build so much um, confidence and so much character in the individual. Right. You know, and they and the people and poetry gives you the avenue and the platform to be 100 percent honest with yourself and other individuals about how you feel. Right. You know, that's like a that's a that's that's a skill or a trait that like a lot of other things that anyone can get into don't really don't really share that. I mean, of course, you got to have like a certain persona when it comes to it. Yeah. But um, I really do think, you know, poetry can help so much, especially like from a youth perspective. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So I appreciate her and I've had conversations with her too. Mm-hmm. And she's pretty much like on the same bill as me. It's like, yo, it's just, it's just so important. Yeah. Like I can't even express, you know, how important it is. And really when you think about it, that's really the salvation, you know, um, you can just have like another, like a whole, not only this artist, but this poetry listeners yeah. coming like behind it right. and who knows where it can be. 10 to 15 years in the line if everyone shares the same mindset right? or have an idea of like where they want to do it. Now, don't get me wrong. Of course, we know some people in the community, you know, like people like the community is in like people we know about, people who, who we don't know about. Yeah, yeah. Who this, yo, we're going to come to whatever open mic or whatever, right. share our story, go home, you right. know, but a lot of us want to make careers out of this. Right, exactly. So, you know, this establishing, you know, I, I, I haven't seen a successful nation without an establishment of a, of a genuine society. Facts. You know, I haven't, I have yet to see it even when it comes down to the NFL right? or any sport or anything in general. Right. It got, it has some, it's almost like an organizational value to it. Hip hop had to get, to get that way. Yeah. Hip hop had to get that way. Started underground, but then yep. had to grow into this corporation. Right. And, right. And, oh, that's a whole different yeah. subject. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yo. So, and I kind of like, I started to kind of see that. And I think um, <laughs> I like the reference you used not that not that long ago. You was like poetry now, or at least in this community, it's like the Wild West. <laughs> everyone got a everyone everybody got a gun. <laughs> everybody got a gun, but you know, I think, I think that was DS. 
what they say the wild west thing i think so oh okay it might have been well yeah whoever said it <laughs> yeah i think i think that's a very very good way um a good way to say it and i do but i do like that the community um what what, what the community is doing now taking chances mm-hmm. of throwing uh different types of events to the audience yeah you know, um, I think that's very important, and also too keep them interested. Yeah, yeah. And then also too, um, but like what me and you said, you know, in my personal opinion, I feel like you know, we this is this is a strong community of poets. This is a good community of poets, but I do feel like that we're all sharing the same fan base to an extent. Right. But so you know, one of my goals for twenty twenty would be, what do I need to do to get that person in the Raleigh Durham area who just has a nine to five and don't really know what to do outside of going to a bar right. or going to get something to eat. Right. What, what can I do to feed my soul? Right. You know, and I'm thinking that's just, that's, that's also another important quality too. I talked to the free about like everyone's doing their own thing in a sense of like mm-hmm. in this pocket's doing this type of event, mm-hmm. this pocket's doing this and there's different mm-hmm. you know, events and everybody's sharing each other's people. And, you know, but at the same time, the middle is empty. Right. Everybody's in these corners doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And even though there are that, you together. There's still such a disconnect with each other. Cause yeah. you know, I'll be over there doing your, my thing and then you're doing your thing over here, mm-hmm. but we're splitting, like you said, we're sharing the, right. you know, but we're splitting them. So it's like, there's no, like you said, no structure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess, I guess that's what makes so poetry so free. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, I guess. Mm-hmm. Do we really want to add structure to something that's so free that's form? A, that's also a good point too. Yeah, cause cause I'm cause I find difficulty in thinking that it can be free, but still be policed mm, to a certain degree. I feel you, I feel you. you know, because it's such a it's such a revolutionary thing too. Mm. Like poetry has been around for so long. Yeah, and it's and it's helped so many civilizations out in the past. Yeah, um, so it's kind of you know I try to look at it in a way where can it be. The way I see it to be, I'm not saying like, you know, so, uh, so concise per se, but nonetheless, you know, you know, um, maybe can it happen? And I I guess, you know, that comes into form when you pick out who's going to be the people that you ride with, you know, I guess then that can kind of be more of like a visible foreseen future rather than like, you know, trying to galvanize everyone together. That might not be not saying it can't be done, but that might not be ideal neither. Right. Right. You know, so, um. Yeah, it'd be like the NWO Black and Red, <laughs> where just everybody was a, was a leader. <laughs> For y'all wrestling fans out there, I, yeah. <laughs> you need McMahon come in here and just. Oh uh, man, no pull, chance! <laughs> I'm pulling all the districts together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, Mr. Red sold your best wrestler out. <laughs> you know who we need? We need a um. And Andre, that's who we need. Uh, Andre, yeah. oh Andre the Giant. Andre. Oh that man, show, that may be Watson, honestly. Yeah, Watson, maybe the Andre the Giant. Just yeah, pull everybody. I'm here to see Watson's show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He 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 has that. Um, and you know another thing about Watson too, when it comes to performance, he's open. He open your eyes up to different ways and styles of performing too. Right. Yeah. So oh, definitely, um, definitely, yeah, yeah, because you know that's how I can't pronounce my man last name for nothing, but like his friend Chris. Chris. When he cut the lights off and like put the little light bulb in his hand, yo. I, I don't pronounce just. I don't want to disrespect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, yeah, y'all, y'all, the people who know know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, man, uh, do you want to plug anything coming up? You know, like 
you know, your Instagram, whatever, Facebook, whatever. Okay. Um, you can find me uh, on Facebook. It's Travis King, K-Y-N-G. Um, once again, K-Y-N-G on Instagram. It's Travis King, the poet, T-H-E, poet. And uh, that's pretty much, you, know, you type in my name like that, you're going to find information on me. Um, I also have a book. It's, the book is relatively two years old at this point. The Phoenix that rose from water. It, it talks about my life from 2000, 2013 to 2017. So, yeah, the, those those are some of the things. Um, a special shout-out to my cousin, Noah Henderson. Special shout-out to my family, my, my birth poetry family, um, Press Play Poets. You know, I love them to death. Um, special shout-out to my man sitting right across from me, Sacred Haiku, <laughs> and Tino, Watson, Jake, Locked. Who's also a part of the show? Mm-hmm. That special guest. <laughs> um, yeah, there's everyone. Pretty much, is everyone in the community that's moving right now. Man, yeah, I appreciate you coming through, man. Mm-hmm. Once again, I really do appreciate it. And likewise, I'm glad to be a part of this of this order right now. <laughs> like uh, some some heavy some heavy hitters have came through. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. yeah. Wait until 2020, man. Oh my god. Uh, well. When this comes out, it's going to be 2020. Yeah, right, <laughs> so, right. Thanks again. Thank you. Man. Thank I really you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Don't forget, vibes do not lie. <laughs>